Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, June 20th. NBA draft is nearly upon us. Uh, Soccer is popping. Football is on the horizon. You can sense it. Uh, Apologies to the golf fans who let me know on social media that I did not do enough U.S. Open talk. Uh, Sorry, guys. You know, listen. Uh, the dads out there will know when you've got kids and a wife and it's a Father's Day weekend and you got to kind of pick your choices. I, it's not like I had a lot of free time to sit around and watch golf. <laughs> Sorry, I, I did not check it out. Um, maybe the next uh, big golf tournament I will check. Out. I, I, I would like to get on the links at some point this summer. Although I will say a uh, buddy of mine um, said, let's play tennis. And I was like, oh, I haven't played in a while. And then I noticed there's a tennis tournament coming up. In about a month. And you know me. I enter soccer tournaments, basketball leagues. I got I to try to win. I, I made the semifinals of this tournament twice. Last year, I lost in the quarters. And then I was like, all right, forget this. I got to get into tennis. I joined a tennis ladder. And I did pretty well in it. And then, I, it, it, you know, basketball came back. And I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I got to get back to the basketball league. So I haven't played tennis in a while. So now I'm going to cram. I'm going to be like that guy cramming for the final exam. And I'm going to try to play a lot of tennis here in the next few weeks leading up to the tournament. But, um. NBA draft is coming up on Thursday. Now we recorded an interview with Matt Babcock of uh, draft fame. Obviously, you guys probably know his his dad was in the front office with the Bucks. We have had him on before. He's really good on the draft and breaking down prospects. He had two two uh, uncles were GMs in the NBA, so he's he's got a lot of knowledge. Um, uh, on the NBA front, and obviously he's now with uh, Draft Digest uh, as an NBA draft analyst. The guy knows his stuff and the prospects, and so we break them all down. And 
I, listen, the draft's getting fascinating. We'll see what's up with uh, Portland in three. A lot, you know, kind of hinges on what may or may not happen with Zion Williamson. And yes, I saw what his mm, lady former friend was uh, putting out on social media. Uh, don't recommend checking it. Um, you might get a virus. Just kidding. All right, let's get to our guest, Matt Babcock of Draft Digest. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. We have a special guest ushering in all our draft talk. A lot of stuff moving around the board, possibly trades at two Three, four with Houston, maybe Detroit at five. Do they slide down if their guy's not there? So to talk NBA draft and all things 2023 draft class, we're bringing in Matt Babcock. We have, I think we've had him on the last two years leading into the draft. Matt, how you doing? No, I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt obviously has been with Draft Digest, uh, SI Now. Uh, he's been following the draft docu-series about the draft. I mean, Matt, Matt's been around the block, obviously. I am curious, before we get started, a, a lot of chatter that this is like a three-player draft, Matt. Are you buying that with Scoot and Brandon Miller, plus obviously Big Vic? Yeah, I mean, th- those are my top three guys. I, I would put the Thompson twins, uh, you know, right right behind them. But, um, you know, I, the top, that top three, I think, is pretty pretty spot on. I mean, it feels like Cam Whitmore could crash the party um, between youth, uh, the great Villanova system that's produced a lot of good players. Um, do, do you think Whitmore maybe could could crack the Thompson Twins, who a lot of people, you know, casual basketball fans are like, Thompson Twins, I, I didn't see them in the NCAA tournament. And they're not really that familiar with them. We know Scoot Henderson went against Wembenyama head-to-head, but um, I don't know, where are you on the Thompson Twins versus uh, Whitmore, uh, the Villanova star? You know, I have the Thompson twins ahead of Whitmore, and I think one thing that's happening with uh, you know a few picks, uh, you know Houston at four, Detroit at five. Uh, I think a lot of it is is the fit. You know, Cam Whitmore is an off-ball hybrid forward. Uh, you know, kind of can fit along on-ball creators. Whereas the Thompson twins, you know, they're big, big you know ball handling playmakers. And so, uh, like with Detroit, I mean, you know, would a Men Thompson or Sar Thompson fit well uh, with Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey? Uh, and then in Houston, kind of the same thing. I mean, the, you know, the rumors to be going after, you know, established you know, ball handlers like Harden or Kyrie Irving or uh, even Austin Reeves, you know, coming from L.A. and free agency. So, um, yeah, me personally, I've got the Thompson Twins higher, but I mean, Whitmore, Whitmore's close as well. One of my issues with the Thompson Twins, I look at them and I see a lot of, and I'm sure you remember this guy, Justice Winslow from Duke. Um, I, I think physically and athletically, and they're a little bit taller. I think they're what, closer to 6'7", 6'8", than he was. Winslow was like a 6'6". But I was so bullish on Winslow, man. I loved his game at Duke. He could do everything, basically. Shooting was a bit of a question. And then he gets to the league. Remember, there was a rumor about Danny Ainge was going to trade like four picks for him. And he just didn't really pop. He did have some injuries. Um, who would you say are, are, are is like an NBA comp for the Thompson Twins? And I know that's not a great comp of Wins- Winslow, given he didn't really amount to much. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a perfect comp, but, you know, I mean, they're, they're big, do-it-all, you know, super athletic uh, players. And, uh, you know, I think one one difference between them and Winslow, I mean, for one, I think they're a whole other level of, of, of athletes. I mean, they're, they're like Olympic-level type athletes and uh, much better ball skills, just natural guard skills all the way around. Uh, the, the biggest thing with them is is outside shooting, uh, but they, I mean, they really do a little bit of everything other other than the shooting. Um, I think Houston is at four, correct? Yep. 
Yeah, so Houston's picking at four, and that's where the draft may or may not um, move around a lot. Given the James Harden rumors, I think Houston's uh, first-round pick next year is like top three or four protected, so they kind of want to win. Do you think that would incentivize them to maybe move this in some kind of deal before the draft? You know, I mean, I think all the all these teams. I mean, if they're you know they're doing their job right, they're they're looking at options. I mean, I you know I, I think that they would be uh, they'd be remiss not not to you know yeah. kind of you know do their due diligence. Uh, but you know, I, I, if it were me, I, I would take a Min Thompson. You know, have him be their lead guard. I think they've got you know some nice young pieces, and they're in rebuild mode. And I, I think they're a ways away you know for from being uh, win now mode. So my my personal preference, if I was them, that would be to take a Min Thompson. So, so let's go up to two. We know Weminyama's one. We can get to him later. But, uh, you know, sitting at two, Charlotte, we just saw Michael Jordan is no longer the majority owner. Um, he, he sold to a couple of uh, guys who I don't know if we want to get into talking about them. But I think the interesting angle here is do they want to sit at two or this Pelican scuttlebutt about Zion Williamson and New Orleans looking to get off him, depending on who you read and talk to, there's nothing to Zion or there's a lot. Um, Zion back to Carolina or, or that region would be awesome, obviously. Uh, it's a high-risk, high-reward play. But I don't know. Scoot Henderson, I believe the last time we talked, you really like Scoot a lot. Um, what, what, do you, what, do you, what are your, your read on Charlotte here at two? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard the rumors about Jordan selling for a while. I think that the timing's very interesting. I mean, they're gonna do it, yeah. you know, right, right before they take a, you know, really big pick or, or, or trade, you know, really big pick. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, right? And you know, if it were me, you know, Scoot Henderson, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I, I love him, and yeah, you know, I love his talent. I love Brandon Miller's talent. The the separator for me is is Scoot's mindset and approach. He's got that Kobe Bryant, you know, Mamba mentality, Damian Lillard kind of focus. Uh, and, I, and I just really confident he's going to maximize his potential. And he's the kind of guy you want to build around. And, you know, I, you know, similar to what I was saying with the Thompson twins, I think the issue at Charlotte potentially is his fit with LaMelo Ball. You know, they're both on-ball creators, even though they have totally different body types. Uh, they're, they're essentially lead guards. And uh, would it be a deal where there's too many cooks in the kitchen? Uh, if it were me, uh, I, I'm not passing on Scoot. I, I really like Brandon Miller. Uh, but Scoot's just one of those guys that doesn't come around that often. That, you know, it, it, let me, I guess let me put it this way. I, I would be quicker to look at trading LaMelo ball than I would be to pass Ooh. on Scoot. And not saying that's what I would do, but I mean, yeah. if there, you know, if there was like, a, you know, a big internal debate, you know, with the coaching staff, Hey, we can't play these two guys. Uh, that, that's something that I, I would, I would bring to the table hmm. uh, because I mean, I mean, think about this, I think about the return you would get if you did put LaMelo on, uh, on the trading block. And so again, I mean, my point there is not to be a jab at LaMelo and saying they should move them. Uh, it's just, you know, that's how, how confident I am in Scoot. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Well, that, you know, I have, honestly, I have not even considered the idea that LaMelo could get traded. But first of all, uh, you said, you know, they're both on-ball guys. If I remember when Curry came into the league, uh, I think he started as a shooting guard at Davidson, then kind of pivoted to point guard when uh, they lost their point guard to graduation. So Curry comes into the league, and he's like next to Monta Ellis, and it just really, they tried it. I don't know if it was a year or two, but they quickly decided this doesn't work. We're going to ride with Curry. And I wonder, do you think that's the, a similar situation? Obviously, Monta Ellis was just a scorer. LaMelo Ball can create. But now that I think about it, you're probably right. I don't know that those two would necessarily fit. Could, can LaMelo play off the ball, really? Well, I think I think what would happen. I mean, defensively, I wouldn't be be that concerned. It's, it's Scoot is is built like a tank, you know, of a guard. Even though he's only six two, six three, he's got long arms and he is so explosive and powerful. Uh, so, I mean, I think he and Lamelo uh, could could handle backcourts decently on the defensive end. Offensively, I mean, compared to you know with Steph Curry and Monte Ellis at that time uh, where the NBA was at, I think the games changed quite a bit where teams are using more ball handlers. Uh, so, I, I do think there's a world where they kind of open it up. Uh, and, and you kind of split, you know, split time, kind of putting pressure on the defense, being playmakers. Uh, and I think, I mean, I think in that scenario, both of them need, need to improve as outside shooters just to kind of keep that floor spacing and, uh, you know, keep, you know, keep them both as somewhat of threats off the ball. Um, you know, I, I think there's a world you could make it work, but you know, Brandon Miller style play wise uh, does fit, you know, more seamlessly. And I think that's why, uh, you know, his name keeps you know, popping up. But, you know, again, if, if it's me, I'm not passing on Scooper Garza, what team I am. I think I'm probably with you. I'm looking at LaMelo's shooting. Again, he's only 21, but uh, 43%, 42%, 41% uh, from three. You know, he's averaging like 10 threes a game. Um, it is interesting, though. You look at the Nuggets, and I do want to ask about the Nuggets because I feel like they didn't have a pure point guard. Jamal Murray, I always thought was a combo, if anything, a two. He's listed in the NBA as a three uh, for most of the stats. But when you look at him, he doesn't strike you as the traditional point guard, which is kind of on its way out in the league. And like KCP would bring the ball up. Jokic initiates offense. I wonder, do you think teams consider that strategy about, 
hey, we don't need an Isaiah Thomas or a Chris Paul. We want to have guys who can all bring the ball up, initiate offense, handle, shoot, and that's kind of the modern NBA. Yeah, sure. I you know I think the the league's definitely going that way where that we've got more of just guards rather than your traditional you know floor general uh, distributor. Um, you know, and I mean I, I think with Denver's situation, I mean there's only one Nikola Jokic, right? I mean you can't you can't replicate that. Uh, and so I mean sure. their their offense, their team is unique from that sense. Uh, if you, you know the offense runs through him. Uh, I mean, he's the offensive engine, you know, the, the, the lead playmaker, uh, which allows them, you know, I mean, because I, I agree with you, Jamal Murray is a, is a scoring guard. Uh, I mean, he's good, good on the ball, but I mean, he's, he's a bucket getter. And, uh, you know, to me, it seems like a perfect fit with, with, uh, with, with Joker. And it is interesting because Murray, I think had four straight double digit assist games in the finals and people don't think of him as that kind of guy. He's a scorer. And I, I, I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, LaMelo Ball can work with Scoot, but I don't know. I, I actually... I think Scoot. I think I'm with you. I think Scoot has more upside. We've seen Lamelo now, and that's kind of the tough part. It's like, okay, everybody loved Lamelo, but now we've seen three years, and we kind of know what he is. And like, I don't know, is he ever going to be the best player on a championship team? Probably not. Could he be your second best? I don't know. I mean, Jamal yeah. Murray's now the second best player on a title team. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like I, I love Lamelo's talent. I mean, this really is not intended to be a knock on him at all. No, it's no, just, not at all. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, I mean, you know, going back to what I said about you know comparing Brandon Miller and Scoot, uh, you know, I think it, it's debatable as far as their skill sets and their talent. It's that mindset and approach. And I mean, if you're a rebuilding team, I'm just not passing on a guy like that because I mean, that's a, that's the type of player uh, that could help set like a you know a, a, the culture. You know, but really kind of create a winning winning culture in, in your building. Uh, Bre- um, Brandon Miller at three. Uh, Portland's tough to peg. I mean, who knows? They could they could make a trade in the next twenty four hours um, with the Dame Lillard situation. I, I don't see that happening. Brandon Miller's comp, I've seen a lot of it, is like he's he looks like Paul George, almost too cool for school, very like almost not slow motion, but he's got a great handle of the ball. He'll go between his legs. He's long, get to the rim, shoot threes. Like I like him a lot. I I don't know though. You know, Matt, why would you take a, a smaller guard like Scoot over a prototypical wing, Paul George, Jalen Brown, whatever you want to call him, like Brandon Miller? You know, I mean, it's, I'm being a little repetitive here, but just the, the mindset, the approach. I mean, he's got the killer instinct. I, I think mm. he's just – he's a guy that I trust is going to maximize his potential. But, you know, again, I, I really like Brandon Miller too, and you're right. He's 6'8", 6'9", uh, do-it-all kind of guy, and, and I think he's got a lot of room for growth as well, which is exciting. I mean, he, he needs to get stronger, which I when he does – I think will really help him finish at the rim. I mean, it's been a, a below average uh, finisher. Uh, so this guy, you know, was a you know big time scorer as a true freshman uh, in a competitive conference on a good team, and uh, you know, and his game is predicated mostly off, uh, off outside shooting, uh, which you know is is the you know the the most valuable attribute for for players coming into the league right now. Uh, but yeah, so two two good players, you know, good problems for for these teams to have. You know, pick yeah. two and three. You know, I mean, I, I think. I think both guys have all-star potential. I, obviously, whether they get there or not, I mean, time will tell, but uh, de- de- both of them are, are, are big-time prospects. Um, I think the guy that I've seen as the highest riser here in the last uh, you know, 48, 72 hours is the kid Bufkin out of Michigan. Now, we had a guy on the pod talk about Michigan and Jet Howard, um, but it seems like Bufkin is the guy who is on the rise big-time. Now, again, if you watch college basketball this year, Michigan, they were a disappointment. Um didn't even make the tournament. Uh, overall, like they were hit and miss. Juwan Howard started at the end of the season. You're like, is this guy's job on the line? And Bufkin didn't pop, but he seems to fall into that category of 
um, measurements check, and he's only 19, which is um, younger than a lot of the guys in this draft. Um, what other reasons do people really like Bufkin? Do you see him cracking the lottery, and can, can he go top 10? You know, it seems like he just kind of gradually has kept moving up. I mean, even throughout the season, you know, initially he was not a guy that I expected to be in this year's draft. And, uh, you know, I was at the Big Ten tournament, you know, got, got to watch him closely there and uh, just really kind of chip, chipped away at everybody. And uh, like you mentioned, he's kind of he checks a lot of boxes. I, I don't think there he does one thing that necessarily blows you away, uh, but he doesn't really have have weaknesses. I mean, as a, as a guy that can play the two and the one, kind of does everything pretty well. Um, you know, and, and he approaches the game the right way. He plays hard. He you know makes makes good decisions, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think people are, are trusting him that that he's going to be at least a solid player. At, you know, and, and can you add to what he already has in place? And um, you know, I, I you know, there's rumors that he could go as high as eight. Um, that's a wow. little that's a little high for me uh, with Buffkin, but. Um, you know, if they're, they're comfortable with them, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think a lot of times we get too caught up in, you know, where are you taking players at what number, but if he fits what you're trying to do, I mean, they roll with it. And, you know, I respect it if teams are, are pegging him as a lottery pick. Uh, so in your travels, uh, as a scout and, and doing draft anal, anal analysis, um, it feels like the days of the um, I'm, we're going to bring in these guys for a workout and a little one-on-one play. The the most famous that I've ever heard was the Steph Curry Tyreek Evans workout where they made them play one-on-one and Evans just destroyed Curry one-on-one and uh, Kings were like or Grizzlies whoever drafted him oh, sold. What well, well, he's ours, you know, and they take Tyreek Evans and you know rookie of the year, twenty points a game, but obviously Steph Curry much better player. Are teams doing this where they bring in multiple players anymore or just agents like, no way, that can only hurt us? Um, we're, we're not doing that. Yeah, they're still doing it. And I think, uh, you know, this isn't anything new, but it's become more common that agents are holding their players back. I mean, we saw at the combine, we've been seeing every year of, you know, uh-huh. more and more players are sitting out the live play. I mean, we've got guys that are going to be drafting the second round. I think they should be lottery picks that didn't didn't play, right? And so uh, it's a it's a frustrating part of the pre-draft process, in, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're they're still doing it. So I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, late first round picks, second round picks are, are coming in and they're competing, you know, in front of these staffs. But um, you know, a lot, a lot of a lot of guys that are, are having their agents, or uh, these agents have been advising them to uh, do one on one workout. A lot of times, the agents will even bail on teams and try try and promote them that they're they're bigger and better that, than yeah. that pick. So a lot, a lot of lot of games going on this time of year. And that's kind of the you know NFL. If you said well to an agent, well look at the NFL. You don't see wide receivers going in against cornerbacks. You know they're not working out against each other. And, and I guess from that point of view, it matters. But I don't know. I, listen, I, I know everybody likes uh, Buffkin a lot. I would love to see Buffkins. A Buffkin in a workout with Jordan Hawkins from UConn. Now, I'm way higher on Jordan Hawkins in the market. Uh, where are you on Hawkins? I had him top 10. I think he's the best shooting card in the draft. And again, I know some people say, oh, age, and uh, look at this, uh, the measurements. But like, I don't know. Could, yeah. would, would we see a Hawkins-Buffkin matchup in a workout? Like, does that even matter in 2023? You know, I, I think depending on who you ask, I, you might get different answers. Like My my approach with this is, okay, I, I spend a lot of time evaluating these players. I start watching them when they're in high school. If I need to watch them in, a, in an individual workout or, you know, two-on-two in, in you know May or June leading up to the draft, I, I feel like I haven't haven't done my job right. You know, and, and, and to me, the, what's more important in the pre-draft process is getting to know the players personally, 
uh, you know, really kind of uh, pumping up the the intel gathering of getting getting to know their personality and their habits on and off the courts. Uh, you know, their their support system, things like that. And then obviously the medical testing is huge. I mean, there's there, you know every year we have it where guys slip, and, the, and then the media and the fans are all, hey, what happened? Why is this guy yeah. slipping? And it's because he got red flagged, but it's just it never becomes public. And there's been some whispers uh, of some guys that are, are being red flagged. Now I, I don't want to you know share that. Um, you know, on, 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 on a hot mic, but, um, you know, th- that's the kind of stuff to me that really matters the most in the pre-draft and, um, you know, individual workout, I me, mean, it's great. See how competitive guys are and, you know, mental toughness because those workouts are, are like a battle, but it, it's just, a, it's a small variable in the equation in, in my book. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Have you heard anything about why Hawkins isn't, uh, you know, I don't, do you have him lottery or? You know, our latest one, we, we had him slipping to 17. It, it was more of a pick by pick, just kind of how it fell. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, before I did the mock drive, I would have told you, yeah, I seen probably is like a, you know, late lottery type, type of player. Uh, it's just kind of unfolded this one, but the, the, there's not like, once we get into the late lottery, I'm, I don't have a ton of intel that's that's really indicating exactly where everybody's going. It's more of uh, doing doing my best guess at this yeah. point. But uh, you know, it's funny every every day 
I could probably I could probably update my mock draft every day the the, the last ten days leading up to the draft because there is so much intel and information kind of being exchanged among teams and and media members and whatnot. And um, yeah, as far as my evaluation of Hawkins, uh, I'm a big fan. And you know, if I had to pick one of the two, I, I would take Hawkins over Bufkin. Uh, I just re- I really like um, I really like his upside as a as a movement shooter. I think it's a very valuable skill. Uh, I think you could plug him into just about any roster because it's just. You know, it shakes up the defense, and it's uh, it's a very much uh, a translatable skill with with the NBA that's so spread out. And the thing with, with Hawkins, I think he he's got a lot of upside. He needs to get a lot stronger, uh, and I do think he could add a little bit more to his game. I I'm not sure he's going to do much on ball creation, uh, but I, I do think he could you know add a little bit of a you know uh, you know at three level score into his game. I mean, he's an explosive guy, and I think with with strength. Uh, can absorb contact a little bit better, uh, and then he's got you know he's got the great natural shooting touch. So I, there's no reason I, I don't think he could be a little bit more of a versatile shooter. Uh, you know, putting the ball on the floor a little bit and uh, mid range type stuff. So it looks like one of the big differences between a Buffkin and Hawkins is Hawkins is about two years older. He's already 21. And I, I again, you're deep in the community. You probably know if someone sees a prospect like Hawkins who you like, well. Jay, he is two years older. Can you imagine what Buffkin's going to be in two years? And and that's a decent argument. But a lot of it is, well, wait a sec. Hawkins had to grind way harder because he didn't come in, I don't think, with the uh, hype that Buffkin did. Uh, Buffkin, I don't think he started as a freshman, but last year started all the game. And Hawkins was kind of a slow build. And now here we are going to the NBA. Can Buffkin get a lot better in the league as a 19-year-old rookie? Whereas Hawkins is probably more ready to play. Like, for instance, a Christian Brown um, goes to Denver. Uh, I think he was 21 when he was drafted, three years, I think, at Kansas. And it was like, well, can he get any better? Well, we don't need him much better. He's really good now. He can help us now as opposed to, do guys get better in the NBA if they go in at 19 and they're, like, not a superstar prospect? Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I've got a lot. You know, I, I come from a you know basketball background where my dad was a college coach, and uh, I, I'm a big believer in coaching and, and development. And uh, I mean, so I, I do believe in the concept of okay, naturally, if a guy is younger, he's got more room for growth physically. Uh, you know, from, from a mental capacity, you know, maturity wise. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, I really look at each evaluation. Uh, in a very compartmentalized uh, fashion, and so uh, with Jordan Hawkins, even though he's a little bit older, I still see a lot of areas that he can he can grow and develop. And I mean, just the one simple thing is getting him into an NBA weight program, you know, yeah. add, adding 10, 10 pounds of muscle. I mean, like that by itself is going to make him an extremely better player. Uh, and so, um, you know, sort sort of sort of mixed mixed thoughts on on that. But uh, um, yeah, I, I do. I do like Jordan Hawkins upside more than, than Buffkin. I think Buffkin's probably a safe, a safer pick that d- different type of players, even though they're both kind of pencil in as two guards, Buffkin's got a little bit more of like a combo guard, sort of multi-purpose, you know, Jack of all trades guard. Whereas uh, Hawkins is, I, I don't think he's necessarily one dimensional, but he's closer to being one dimensional as a shooter and a you know, movement shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you on the k- kid from Kansas? Grady Dick, uh, only 19, arguably the best shooter in the draft. Um, kind of a smooth player, but I don't know what, what are the, uh, what's the analysis on him uh, in your uh, looking into Grady Dick? Yeah, I like Grady Dick a lot. And I think he and Jordan Hawkins are the two best shooters in the draft. Uh, you know, a little bit different players, you know, Grady's bigger. He's, you know, a six, seven, six, eight, more of like a three uh, big wing shooter. 
but he's not he's not limited to just shooting. Uh, he's a pretty tough kid and, and uh, you know good explosive athlete. He's a good straight line finisher, uh, and I really like his confidence and swagger. I mean, he's one of these guys. I don't I don't think the noise gets to him, and uh, g- gives me give, gives me hope that he could kind of overcome. Uh, some of the early struggles that rookies face and young guys face in the league and get over the hump. I mean, especially as a shooter, it, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, come in and, you know, play a very limited role. It's hard to hit shots if you don't have confidence and you don't have your flow. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Corey Kisper was a good example of that his rookie year really kind of struggled to get going, you know, had, had a better year this year with the Wizards. But um, I, I think Dick is, has got, he's got this confidence to him that, you know, he kind of step in and you count on him hitting shots. Uh, Derek Lively, the center out of Duke, I've uh, started to like him more like what I saw during the season, but in the Shire system, I mean, he was right, basically a rim runner, uh, rim protector, dunk everything. And now you go to see some of these workouts that make it on online. And it's like, he's splashing 13 threes in a row. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This kid can shoot too. Um, right. we're on Derek Lively and it's his stock, you know, potentially top 10. I thought the Lakers could grab him at 17, but it, I got people texting me no shot. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting sort of progression evaluating Lively since he was in high school. I mean, he's one of the top-rated guys coming come out of his class. And, um, you know, it was interesting. I was in Portland at the Phil Knight Invitational in, in, uh, over Thanksgiving. So I spent, you know, three days watching him and, and the Duke team closely. And uh, he, he was like a deer in headlights. His confidence wasn't there and uh, really just looked like a shell of himself of what I saw in high school. And, you know, finish the year strong. I mean, he's huge. You know, seven foot plus, uh, really moves well. Uh, you're, you're at the you – know, uh, bare minimum, you're gonna get you know terrific rim protection, covers a lot of space, you know, uh, rim runner type. Uh, but then, you know, as you mentioned in that pro day, you know, shot the lights out. And you know, one thing, and I'd love to say this on the record, I can't stand pro days. I think it's uh, yeah, it's it, you know, I think they could be really misleading. Uh, but the one thing in, in Lively's case is, you know, I did see flashes of the shooting when he was in high school, and so hmm. I'm, buy- I'm buying it a little bit more. And so, uh, is he ever gonna be this guy that's you know? Carl Anthony Towns or Dirk Nowitzki. No, I, I don't necessarily see that. So that's where I think the the pro day is possibly a little bit misleading. But you know the way the NBA games played, the things that he does well, if he could just you know hit an open shot at a decent rate, just to, to where the defense has to has to defend him, that gives floor spacing. So now all of a sudden you got a seven footer that's giving rim protection, uh, that's you know a good chance of being a high level defender that also stretches the floor and can finish you know at a high rate. That's very valuable. And so he he's definitely moved up. Uh, not just in my book, I think across the board. And it's looking like there's a good chance he uh, he could go in the lottery. Week of the draft. I'm sure you got a lot going on. Um, where will you be this week? Yeah, I'll be working working the draft uh, remotely this year from home. Uh, but I'll be you know putting out a bunch of content on Draft Digest. I'll probably be updating our mock draft at least once or twice more. A lot of intel, a lot of information going, going around right now. Um, and then uh, check out my podcast, The Matt Babcock Show. I can find that on whatever platform uh, you get your podcast, but that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We got a Thursday. We've you know, been working all year for for uh, the big night. It's, it's it's finally here. Then you got to turn out the 2024 mock draft in uh, about eight days. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Matt. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck. Enjoy the draft, buddy. Uh, thanks, Jason. Take care. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.